0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Fox 2 Red Zone podcast, sponsored by Renewal by Anderson.
1: Welcome to the first edition of the Red Zone podcast, sponsored by Renewal by Anderson. I'm Joey Schneider, digital content producer along here with Daniel Esteve from Fox 2 Sports and you know what time it is? It's time for spring training. The pitchers and catchers they reported this week, the position players are getting there if they're not there already and you know you just hear the cracks of the bats, The you see the pictures of the nice weather and everything else going on, <laughs> just remind you that baseball is just uh, one step closer Daniel, it's a great side to see.
2: Yeah you mentioned the nice weather, honestly with the uh, lovely weather we're having in St. Louis today it's almost a nice little shot at some of these people hanging out over here but the sun is shining down in Jupiter, Florida and we're excited for some Cardinal
1: baseball. Absolutely, you will be here before you know it. So the biggest thing for the Cardinals when you're looking at this upcoming season as a whole, um, at least like one question you got to think about it is that you look back at last year, it was a season where it was just uncharacteristic for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they ended up with their first losing season since 2007, one of their worst records in decades. Uh, you know that they're just got to be inching back to uh, go to 2024, <laughs> move on and just take everything that, those frustrations from last season and try to make something new out of it, and be ready in spring training, to go.
2: Yeah, the reality is as 2024 starts, the comparisons back to 2023 are probably only going to continue. Now, it's important to learn from last year, and I think John Moselock and everybody involved with the organization has been putting a lot of effort in to fixing some of the issues that they had last year. But as we'll talk about, there was a lot of good to find in last year, whether it be in the roster or how things progressed throughout the year. There were pockets of really bad, but there were some pockets of good. So... There's something to build on going into 2024, and it all starts with spring training now.
1: Absolutely. So we'll check in with our friend Kevin Ryans in a minute here, but he's actually at Jupiter, Florida right now doing some reporting down there, getting some really cool, unique interviews and other things and stuff. But from based on what he's told us and based on what we've seen in pictures, videos from the beat reporters elsewhere, I mean, it looks like this team's just ready to go. You see Jordan Walker up there hitting <laughs> mammoth shots. You see Sonny Gray talking with the catchers, the new Cardinals pitcher, and uh, just getting a sense of what it's like to be on this team. Uh You know, you just got a lot of guys with, like, high spirits right now. It's a really fun sight to see for the Cardinals. Yeah,
2: honestly, anybody's excited to not only be in that nice weather, I'm sure we would love to be over there at this point, but also just to get back to playing baseball. Nolan Arenado reporting today, so that's an exciting deal. He feels like he has something to prove. That's something Kevin Ryans has been reporting out from Jupiter, Florida. When you've got Nolan Arenado having something to prove, you know that this team is on a mission. Now it's just about getting the rest of those pieces in. Again, it all starts at spring training now, but as you see with guys like Jordan Walker who looks like he is, expanded his body like two buses. The guy's huge right now. Uh, There's a lot of talent on this team. It's all about honing it in, and it starts with that rotation, which has been addressed, and it continues on with some of the young players and some of the veteran leadership.
1: Absolutely. There's a lot that happened this offseason, obviously, when you look at just the transformation of the roster. We'll get to that in a minute, but first, um, let's check in with Kevin Ryan. Obviously, you know, it's a big situation with the Cardinals going on right now. Uh, He was able to talk to some players throughout the week, including Mason Wynn, Matt Carpenter, some of the pitchers, just getting an idea of what has been going on this spring in the first few early days. Let's take a listen.
2: Matt Carpenter was brought back to St. Louis to be a veteran presence for a young team that is looking to refine its swagger in 2024. And he's already having an impact on one of the Cardinals young studs.
0: Carp is actually right next to me in the, in the clubhouse. So, yeah, we've talked a lot. I mean, he reached out to me, we we're both from Houston. So, uh, you know, he wanted to reach out and make sure I felt comfortable with him. and. Just talking to him, I mean, great dude. You know, great person to be around. Him. You know, we got Carp and Lance, just off the top of my head, to talk to. You know, former Cardinals. You know, great established big leaguers. So just being around those guys and being a sponge, I think, you know, for me and Jordan is going to be the biggest thing. I'm excited for it. You know, just be a mentor for some of the younger players and help help kind of further their growth as players and as Cardinals.
2: The Cardinals had their first official day of workouts with pitchers and catchers, one that included a throwing session with new starting pitcher Kyle Gibson and catcher Wilson Contreras, Miles Michaelis and Steven Matz also had their first bullpen sessions of spring training. We also saw Lance Lynn and Sonny Gray do some field drills on Wednesday. Expect them to be throwing within the next couple of days. With the Cardinals in Jupiter, Florida, Kevin Ryan.
1: All right, so obviously Kevin gave us a lot of details of what's been going on. Matt Carpenter, one of many new additions for this team. I mean, if you look at what the Cardinals were able to do, it's really uh, from top to bottom. A lot of things on the pitching, a couple things on the hitting. Even some new coaches in there, I mean, it's cr- pretty crazy, Daniel.
2: Yeah, there were a lot of focuses. It's funny, you talk about Matt Carpenter joining this team. Definitely a role that he will play in this team. You heard Goldie talk about it. You hold Nolan Arnato talk about it. It's all about that veteran leadership. But he really serves as one of the lone outfield players, if you will, one of the lone bats that have been added. All the focus has been on this rotation. And really, when you look at a job, that job was succeeded in terms of bringing in multiple guys that can fill in both the rotation and the bullpen. That's been the focus, and you can check all those boxes, at least to a certain degree.
1: Oh, yeah, and it started early in the offseason. like had that vision of pitching, pitching, pitching. <laughs> Said that three times. Well, when i got three guys who are going to probably be in that starting rotation, mm-hmm. Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson. Um, and, you know, you don't know what you're going to maybe get out of all of them to some mm-hmm. extent. I mean, you know you'll get the competitiveness and their willingness to want to win and stuff. The results we'll kind of see from there, but – Um, Certainly these are guys that are former all-stars, capable of eating up innings. And, you know, you think. got to think, too, with having them in the starting rotation, that's going to be able to help the bullpen yep. and just the whole pitching staff and, uh, you know, everyone on the team in general just with their experience.
2: Yeah, I think it's the clubhouse is, is big. And actually, John Moselock addressed this today. Nolan Arnato also addressed this, that that decision of bringing a guy like Carpenter, it also extends to some of the veterans in the rotation as well, that the clubhouse almost felt like it was overrun by a bunch of young guys, which there is a ton of young talent on the Cardinals. That should be exciting for so many Cardinals fans, but it also takes that leadership to almost bring out the best in some of those players. So the addition of a Carp, the addition of a Gray, the addition of a Lynn, all these guys that are going to provide not only the leadership, but hopefully given their pedigree can provide something to the rotation or to the plate or to the clubhouse, all across the board, some good moves for the Cardinals.
1: And it's not just the uh, starting pitching that we look at too with all that. It's the bullpen, obviously, with yeah. guys like Andrew Kittredge, you get in that trade for Richie Palacios. Uh, Keenan Middleton, you know, another guy that has a unique delivery and some good results in the Yankees mm-hmm. last year. Um, Nick Robertson, maybe a fixture there. A couple other guys that have gotten through small trades or rule mm-hmm. five fix and things like that. I mean, the Cardinals have a lot of possibilities to shape up their pitching staff for the way they want to go, and obviously that's going to be huge for the team yeah. last year that uh, was near the bottom of the National League. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, ERA and a bunch of other pitching staff. you got to think that that's definitely going to – Help in the long Oh, run. for
2: sure. And Kevin Ryan's among the best in St. Louis Cardinals coverage. But whenever there's any kind of Yankees tie, we go to Kevin as well because he's a huge Yankees fan. He's a New York native. And when we talked about Keenan Middleton, he was actually pretty excited about this move, similar to when Jordan Montgomery originally came over from New York. And this is an addition that you can provide another great arm out of the bullpen, good fastball, good changeup, good slider. So the guy adds something different than they didn't have before. And if anything, there's bulk in numbers. There's something to say... About about let's see one two three four five six seven eight additions to this team whether it be in the coaching staff or whether it be in the in the uh, in the clubhouse so there's so many things to get excited about maybe no guarantees but certainly some entry coming in from the Cardinals offseason moves
1: absolutely and then you know you have to look at some of the guys that you know obviously you move on from that situation too. someone like Tyler O'Neal's not around anymore you know a little unfortunate for him because he had some raw power that could really carry the team sometimes Mm -hmm. but just wasn't really working out. So you move on from guys like him, Richie Palacios. You also move on from a good leader like Andrew Kisner. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that gives uh, Ivan Herrera a chance to go clean that uh, backup catcher spot mm-hmm. on Wilson Contreras this year. I feel like that's a pretty huge deal as yeah, well. Yeah, and
2: he was looking great in the Caribbean series. He had a three-for-four hit day in his first game in the Caribbean series, including a home run. I think he had three RBIs in that game as well. So Ivan Herrera's definitely somebody I'm excited to watch step up. As sad as it is to see Andrew Kisner go, because you talk about leadership, he's one of the people that folks never really talked about. Andrew Kisner was a great voice in the locker room. He brought a great energy, similar to Lars Neupar. They had lockers right next to each other. So that's one that you're going to miss. Richie Palacios also, the come-up he had last season, you hate to miss him, but also just given the log jam you have in the outfield and in the infield, really all the positions, the value you could get back for him was great. I think the same could be said for Tyler O'Neill. I think the fan base was certainly eager to see him take that step, and injury after injury just limited Tyler O'Neill consistently. So to get something back for him, I think it's huge for this organization, and for that to be in that rotation or that bullpen is even better.
1: So obviously, when you look at all these moves, it's been a pretty busy offseason for John Lock And you know, considering how he wants to piece everything, how things have kind of just been like a domino of each other. Like once one thing happens, then you know it sets up another thing yeah. in terms of these signings, these trades, everything that goes on. Um, you got a thing in the back of his mind that he's feeling a little bit of. Pressure after last season, same goes with Ali Marmol, a lot of executives up at the top. Um, you know, he hate to harp on last year all the time, but when you lose uh, 91 games in a season, that's not really what the Cardinals traditionally do in a baseball season. So, um, you know, Mosaic's going to take a little bit less of a role in the um, general manager side this year, the day-to-day stuff with um, Yadier Molina, who we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. Um, you know, Ali Marmol is also kind of dealing with some stress on uh, contract year. He doesn't even characterize it as stress, but, you oh, know, for sure. a lot of considerations, you know, with the um, people of the top two in terms of how the Cardinals are going to be led this year.
2: Yeah, Ali Marmol and John mozeliak they're obviously going to be the faces of some of these things. John Mose, like he had a goal, pitching, pitching, pitching. He's addressed that, certainly. But it's funny, you, you and I talked about this off camera. When you think about last season, People want to forget about it. Well, this organization can't forget about it because they consistently need to look back at last season, address some of the issues, and then improve off of that and get back to what the Cardinals are used to doing. And we're going to talk predictions here toward the end of our podcast. Oh, yeah. But really, it's about learning from last year. So you can't forget about it. And certainly with some of the moves, you think that they evaluated what some of the issues were and they're catering to it in 2024. And if they do that, if they fill those holes, this is a roster that won a division. Reigns, blend in that veteran leadership they've acquired with some of the young talent, hopefully some guys take a step, and you're right back to Cardinal baseball like you've used to see, you're used you used to seeing over the past couple decades.
1: Absolutely. Well, if you think about the situation too, we've talked a lot about how Mosellock and Marmol are feeling their pressures, but you don't necessarily have to take our word for the whole time. We were able to talk with them. Mm-hmm. at We warm a little bit. They gave some pretty good insight as to how they're feeling this season, what their expectations are, things going forward, what they've learned. Uh, let's listen in to their comments over January
2: probably a little bit of arrogance when you do something as long as I've done it and and approaching it in that way is not helpful. Like you
1: have to have a little sense of humility on, on what can happen and and realizing that it's hard to keep everyone happy, but you know still trying to be true to how we make decisions and why we make decisions now, how have we decided to tinker a little bit on how we make decisions? Yes, because clearly, how we what we did last year didn't work and, um, you know, that's part of it. But on a personal level, it's, it's you know, understanding that mistakes do happen.
2: You learn a
0: lot. Um, you have a positive season in 22. You have a season in 23 that wasn't so positive. It, it was a difficult year and you learn a lot about yourself. Last year, and I said this last night at the, the, the dinner, it, it, it tested my character, it really did. It, it, it makes you sit back and really think through what went well? What didn't? And what I would do different? And um, the reality is, I need be—I needed to be better. Last year wasn't good enough, and our staff needs to be better. Um, but that starts with me.
1: So obviously, when you listen to Mosaic, MR Moles. Uh... Commons, you know they're in roles where they have to do that every day but you feel like in these type of situations they really gave pretty honest assessments of themselves and where the team stands.
2: Yeah sometimes having a season like that brings out the most honest of evaluations I mean you talked about the pressures that they have on their shoulders they certainly feel that pressure and have made moves accordingly but now it's time to really step up and and see if those pressures make diamonds for lack of a better word.
1: Oh yeah oh yeah on the baseball diamond too of all things so (laughs) um both those guys, to some extent this year, are going to get help from a former Cardinals legend. We shouldn't even say former, because he's still with the team, yeah. even at the retirement last year, of Yadier Molina. And, you know, when you think of Yadier, you think of a guy who's won all those gold gloves. You think of a guy who's orchestrated those pitching staffs over the years. You think of a guy who, you know, just being around him, everyone gets to learn so much more, and they're happy. And it's it's really a positive thing for this clubhouse, anything that he could do in a front office role, a small coaching role, I mean, the fans and the – team seem pretty ecstatic about it. Yeah, right
2: it just feels like the, uh, the the floor is higher with Yachty and Molina involved in any capacity. And the only thing that's interesting to me is when they talked about this special advisor role, that was probably going to be the case regardless. But even for the Cardinals to formally announce it, I think it just brings so much more awareness to the fact that yadi is having a role on this team. And when you have Yadier, putting in the work with this team, whether it be temporarily or throughout the season, whether he's in the clubhouse or he's in the dugout, his impact is going to be felt throughout the locker room. And that's huge, especially given the fact that all this focus on pitching, 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 the one-year Yachty isn't there, you see that decline. It doesn't seem like it just came out of the blue. Certainly you lost something in Yachty, and to bring that back in any capacity, hopefully can take it back to the level it was before.
1: Absolutely. Just having that knowledge around every day, something like that too, um, you had Yadier Molina. You had a guy who played with him for pretty long, too, with Daniel Discalso who's going to be the bench coach. Um, certainly someone who should also be able to help uh, Ali Marmol bounce off ideas and it's other He's got a great too. first
2: name, too, that guy. That's, oh, yeah. That's what I
1: say. Yeah, yeah, Daniel Daniel. There you go. Um, when you do think about it as a whole, though, with the coaching changes they have and, you know, the talent that they have now in the team in terms of uh, former MVP candidates, maybe they still got a little bit of that in them, and Paul Goldschmidt, and Arnauto certainly if that'd be closer to 2022 than 2023. Um, but, you know, you got those guys, you got guys like Nolan Gorman, who in the power department took big strides last year. You got guys like Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, who are looking to do that this year. And you got guys who are really just stable at everything they do, like Tommy Edmond, Brendan Donovan. I mean, you look at this team, and those are just the hitters, but like, it's pretty unique team, a pretty unique set of talent that... The Cardinals have with uh, everyone on the roster.
2: Yeah, for sure. we talked so much about the rotation and the additions to both the bullpen and that starting rotation. That's one piece of the puzzle, but then we talk about the lack of moves made in the field, and I think it's because... They're fully aware of the talent they have out there. Jordan Walker was incredible in his first season. He looks double the size right now at spring training. If he takes that next step, awesome. Mason Wynn coming into his own, awesome. Tommy Edmonds gonna be in the outfield. That opens up a slot for Nolan Gorman to continue to provide the power and hopefully more consistency this time. So if you get that entire young base to take that step up and have Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Tommy Edmonds, some of the classic guys continuing to produce as they always have, I mean, that's a team that you can get excited about. We have to understand, there are the Dodgers of the world. They're not going to be the Dodgers in terms of bringing in stars all over the place. You've also got the Braves of the world. But then you've got the Baltimore Orioles, who have developed so much young talent and really produced an impressive lineup. The Cardinals could be that with this young core. It just takes time. The nice thing is they have those veterans up at the top to hopefully help out. And uh, if you just have the rotation of the bullpen work, there really is a solid roster that they have. A
1: lot of ifs, a lot of things that got to work out there, obviously. <laughs> a lot of
2: ifs, a lot of hopes, a lot of dreams. But,
1: yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, it goes back to your point of, yeah, you want the Cardinals to not be a team, not only be a team that spends a little bit, mm-hmm. but also be a team that develops that player. I think that's really true to their identity over the last however many years when they've had those teams that have been successful. They've been For able sure. to spend money a little bit, but then they've also been able to, you know, make the trades, develop the prospects that worked mm-hmm. out. And last year was kind of, as a key compared to last year, an anomaly in the ways that...
2: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And honestly, you hate to focus on other people, but when you look at the rest of the division, it really seems like talent-wise, the Cardinals are very much at the top of that division. Their expectation should be, as they usually are, that the Cardinals are the ones that that are going to contend for that playoff spot. Now it's what they can do in the playoffs, as most fans are concerned about, then we'll see. But as far as the roster makeup to compete for the division, it should be there, assuming that some of these key additions in the pitching department actually come to fruition.
1: Excellent. We'll get to our predictions a little bit here. But first, we want to hear back from Ali Marmol and a few others on what Yadier Molina exactly means to this clubhouse and um, you know what to expect from him going forward this season. Let's take a look.
0: And the day, I wanted him around as much as possible. Uh, I have a good relationship with Yadier. I respect him a ton. We worked well together. And um, yeah, we went back and forth. My hope was to have him in our dugout often. Um, time is not right for that just yet. So, uh, but having any bit of Yadi
2: is, uh, is definitely a good thing. When you see the success, obviously, you know, Yachty's a Hall of Famer. So when you have that person around, um, it's going to be huge for any clubhouse, um, whatever capacity that may be. Anything we would like to have one Javier Molin on their team. I think that's a guy that you keep around. And that's a guy that you can come at him and pick his brain because he's a God-given talent who, who knows how to run an organization like he did. And it's really hard to do. Um, But having Yadier Molina on my side, on everybody's side on the team is going to be helpful because, like I said, you can come at him, pick his brain, and he's going to have something to say and and teach you.
1: All right, so now you hear from Wilson Contreras, who's probably one of uh, Yadier Molina's biggest advocates (laughs) of it all. Um, And, you know, it's such an interesting relationship with him, given that, you know, Wilson Contreras was on the Cubs side of the rivalry for so many years. Yadier Molina moves out, he becomes a free agent, and then now he's with the Cardinals, and now it's year two, Wilson Contreras. I'm expecting some big things from him this year. Yeah,
2: honestly, if the end of last season can cater into anything into this season, it's the play of Wilson Contreras, and he can be a really big catalyst for this team. That addition that we expected so much from last year, we can't forget that if you add that to this roster as well, man, what a makeup this team could have, and again, I have high hopes for Ivan Herrera behind him, and with the time Kisner got last season, you can expect to see Herrera as well. I mean, that's two guys that have really, really high ceilings in terms of their productivity for this team. Plenty to look forward to and with Yachty in their earpiece. You'd hope that they can really provide uh, a boost to this club.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, the catchers are getting a lot of work in with spring training. Obviously, they've been there a little bit longer than some of the position mm-hmm. players have. Um, you know, I think what's kind of interesting when you look at all of that is, like, Sonny Gray and that relationship with Wilson Contreras, how he's mm-hmm. really, like, you know, talking to him about things that he wants to do with his pitching and <laughs> how he wants to control the game, things like that, too. I mean, it's kind of interesting to see how – Yeah, the new faces coming in and getting a good um, sense of what it's like to be part of Cardinal Nation. And then also, you know, the old and mixing in a lot of players who are just now doing it too, just now finding their stride. It's really a unique uh, time to be the St. Louis Cardinals. (laughs)
2: It's almost just a... (sighs) <sighs> Big sigh of relief for so many Cardinals fans out there because that video of Sonny Gray and Wilson Contreras talking about how great a session they just had. It's like two kids thrown at the park. They loved the relief of seeing a good relationship between a pitcher and a catcher. When so much talk out of the clubhouse last year was, Hey, Wilson doesn't know how to do this. Wilson isn't picking up. Dusty Blake isn't doing X's and O's. All of these different talks coming out of the clubhouse seemed to be negative when it came to the pitching staff. But now you see a video like that, it's almost like, cool. That's something we can leave in 2023. Completely bury that and focus on good relationships this year. And uh, and when you have a good relationship, that partnership, as we've learned with Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina, can take you a long ways. Whether you're pitching your best or you're not pitching so great, as long as you develop that relationship, you can do some damage.
1: And You never know. Maybe you even break some records along the way. Who
2: knows? <laughs> Who knows? Probably not that record. We're gonna we're gonna reserve that for for this guy and Adam Wainwright right here. Love it. Uh, <laughs> but certainly uh, some hopeful. Some hopeful team records this season would be great in the, in the positive department, not necessarily the, the poor record we had last year.
1: All right, so let's think about the St. Louis Cardinals as they are right now. Let's think about, you know, all the changes that happened in the division yeah. this year where yeah. the Brewers losing uh, guys like Brandon Woodruff, yeah. Corbin Burns, their pitching staff. Two pretty big changes there. The Cubs maybe he's not bringing back Cody Bellinger, still a little mm-hmm. wishy-washy on that situation. The Reds developing some players. Pittsburgh still in a pretty big rebuild mm-hmm. stage. I mean, this has to seem like it's the Cardinals division. To win or lose at this point, they really control their own destiny.
2: And that's not something we haven't been saying for years in the past. I mean, the Cardinals really have that pedigree of being successful for so long. And you expect that. The Cardinals fans certainly expect that, making last year even a bigger shock. The Reds had their fun for a little while last year. But again, I think going into this season, the Cardinals, especially with the additions they made, but even without the additions, some of the talent on this team should prove to be enough to win the division.
1: So where are we thinking at the end of the day, or at least in your mind, obviously you see the things from... Dakota and all these other projections that are trying to give the Cardinals, maybe in the mid eighties of wins, mm-hmm. are you thinking about there, are you thinking a little higher, a little lower? What's the what what exactly is the bar for this team here? Joey
2: you've known me for a while and for anybody who watches Fox 2, you guys know that uh, that I'm undying optimist when it comes to most things. The only reason I hesitate to say that I think the Cardinals can win 90-plus games, low 90s, let's relax, um, (laughs) is because of the change in the schedule. You know, If they were playing a heavy divisional schedule like they used to play, then I'd say, well, the competition's not as strong. They can definitely win more games. But now that you're playing so much of the great talent around the MLB, it's going to be pretty tough. I'd say high 80s and low 90s would be my ballpark right there, and that's assuming that some of these young guys take that next step and the bullpen is serviceable. I don't need them to be Cy Young candidates, but serviceable.
1: So if you're thinking of that as a benchmark too, yeah, I'm personally thinking around like 88 wins would be a good goal for this team and see Mm -hmm. where that goes from there, whether it gets you into a central playoff spot or if it gets you into a wild card. Um, Whatever the case may be for the team, if one of those two fates end up being their uh, way of getting to the postseason, is it going to be enough this year? I think that's kind of the question that a lot of Cardinal fans are still trying to figure out.
2: I think for me, it's, it's almost – I don't want to see what happened last year where you went on a string of poor play. I'd like to see some consistency. I don't need to see a 17-game win streak. But I would like to see some consistency. And honestly, our Blues fans out there are probably still trying to drop the heart rates from just how ridiculous this season has been. And it's finally found that positive stretch of play that you're seeing. And you can have some relief in knowing, hey, this team's won seven of their last ten or whatever that exact number may be. I think the Cardinals just having some consistency, minimizing the losing streaks, maximizing the winning streaks. If they can do that, then I think just the... The feeling of confidence in that team performing day in and day out will be enough to give the Cardinals that boost moving forward.
1: Do you think when you're looking at it all, should they be comparing themselves to the teams like where they stand with the Dodgers and the Braves, those juggernauts, or should they just try to worry about being whatever the best version of the St. Louis Cardinals can be.
2: That's such a tricky conversation. Just given the historical context of the St. Louis Cardinals, they're always going to be thrown into that conversation. I mean, one of the big stats last year was talking about how the Yankees and Cardinals both weren't making the playoffs and how these two (laughs) historic organizations, it's crazy, this is unbelievable. But the MLB is evolving and there are a lot of great teams out there nowadays. The problem is is history is always going to come into the fold at some point. The Cardinals, like our projections of them winning the division and being the top contenders, they're always going to be talked about in terms of that overarching picture of greatness in the MLB, and, uh, and that'll never change, for better or for worse, because when the Cardinals aren't performing in the playoffs like they haven't for the last decade, or just performing in general like they did last year, they'll be the first for national media or local media to point fingers and say, this team isn't what it once was, and the times are changing, but that consistency, that expectation is never gonna change for the Cardinals.
1: Absolutely, you look at it all, you still have to see the way that they embrace things such as the Cardinals way, they yeah. embrace things such as um, you know, how the players get developed, how they get coached, how they, you know, go out and perform. It's little things at the end of the day that, you know, the Cardinals just have this unique history and oh, yeah. set up expectations. And You it's walk like past a lot of the
2: statues, statues at Bush Stadium. That's all you need. You the got red Ozzie jackets Smith. on opening day. 100%. You've got Ozzie Smith wearing his red jacket, coming to most Cardinals games. you got Whitey Herzog always watching as well with his baseball cane. I mean, just the tradition associated with this club is always going to put them a step above your average MLB team and for good reason the Cardinals have earned that status but with that status comes a lot of pressure and with that pressure comes a lot of expectation and with that expectation comes a lot of arguments to be had after a season like last year so we're hoping to learn from that move into 2024 make the moves accordingly and uh, and kick off spring training with uh, with a bit more optimism if we can.
1: Absolutely. Daniel, any final thoughts while we have you on here for the Red Zone podcast?
2: Joey, I'm optimistic, man. I'm optimistic. I really am excited about these young pieces the Cardinals have. I like Tommy Edmond finding his role in center field. I think that consistency will be great. I think it's awesome that the guy can play second, short, and now outfield, opening up some space for Nolan Gorman in the infield. Brendan Donovan, one of my favorite players in terms of consistency, in terms of professionalism. I think he can have a great year coming off his elbow and uh, and then the young guys Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, I think they take a step and uh, and you really get excited about this roster. It's all going to come down to as John Mozeliak said, pitching, pitching, pitching. But if any of our early videos and any of our reporting from Kevin Ryan's tells us anything, it's those relationships are looking positive right now and that can go a long way.
0: Thank you for watching the Fox 2 Red Zone podcast, sponsored by Renewal by Anderson.